Hello, I'm Chris, and I'm going to be talking today about identity from Romans chapter 8. Now, we've been going through a series all of this summer, uh, inspired by The Lion King, that great story and film. In, now, in that story, Simba starts out as a lion cub. He's also the king's son. And because he was born as a lion cub, inevitably, he will grow up to be a great lion. And it's the same with us. Uh, it says in the Bible in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. And so inevitably, there is something about us that is like God. We have some, some portion of God in us because he has created us that way. Now, the trouble is that that's not enough. It wasn't enough for Simba and it's not enough for us. So the problem is that Simba grows up without his father. He grows up without his people, other lions around him. And he has this mantra, Hakuna Matata, no worries. It's essentially as long as he has enough to eat and somewhere to sleep, uh, he can do whatever he wants, whatever makes him happy. It's putting I first. And that's actually how we live a lot of the time as well. Uh, one day somebody asks Simba to look at his own reflection uh, and he sees a lion. And then he's asked the question, do you know who you are? Who are you? And he says, I'm nobody. I don't know who I am. And it's the same for us. Now, how often do you look in the mirror? Well, I look in the mirror perhaps to do my hair in the morning, make sure I look presentable before I go out to work. Uh, I might look in the mirror occasionally and think, wow, there's something of God in me, but very occasionally. And you know, when's the last time that anybody asked you who you are? So who are you? It's a tough question. Every day we get asked much easier questions. How are you? I'm fine. Or what do you do? Or where do you live when somebody meets you for the first time? Those are much easier questions. In the Gambia, in West Africa, where my wife and I lived for a short time, the greetings are actually quite different. Uh, there they say, Sumole, which means, where are your people? And the answer to that is always, Ibije, they're here, they're with me. Uh, and the, these greetings seem quite strange to us to start off with, but actually, thinking about it later, they're very wise. It's a much better greeting than how are you, which is I-focused, to say, where are your people? Because we get a lot of our identity by the people that we know and live with or share our time and our, our things with. Uh, it might be your friends. It might be your direct, immediate family. Um, it might be an extended family or a community like St Barnabas. Uh, and so... The people around us shape our identity. But an even better question would be, who is your God? Where is your God? That should be the question that shapes our identity most of all. So at this point, we're going to look into the Bible and we're going to look at Romans 
chapter 8. So if you could turn with me, if you've got a Bible handy, uh, to Romans chapter 8, and we're going to start at verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right, right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We're considered a sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So there's a number of things here in this passage that talk about our identity. There's also many other things that we could talk about. Um, predestination is one of them. I'm not going to go into that. That's a whole nother talk, uh, which maybe we'll look at another day. Uh, but the things that talk about our identity, I'm going to pull out three points from that. First of all, God works for our good. You see, there's, there's this whole succession of things that God is going to do for us. Uh, first of all, he calls us according to his purposes. Then he justifies us, which means considers us just as if we had never done wrong. He considers us to be good enough, to be perfect uh, and uh, in, in a good enough state to come to him. And then lastly, he's going to glorify us. And indeed, in the passage, it has it in the past tense. He has glorified us. It's not that it's happened already, but it's so certain to happen uh, that it can be written in the past tense. So we have this great succession of things that God is going to do for us. He works for our good in every way. He calls us. He gathers us to him. He justifies us. He makes us as if we had never sinned and he glorifies us. So that, that's a great place to start for our identity, that we know where we're headed. Secondly, we aren't yet what we need to be. 
uh, it says in, in the passage that we are called for a purpose. There is some great reason that God has called us and he's preparing us for that. Maybe we're ready now, maybe we're not yet ready. Um, but he is calling us for that purpose ahead in the future. And he also is conforming us to the likeness of Jesus. So remember I said before that we were created in God's image and that's a great start, but it's not good enough. There's this next great step where we are going to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus. Every day, step by step, we get a little bit closer to being like Jesus. Now, I, I love to look uh, to people who are older and more mature than me in the faith, uh, people who I can see as a role model, um, and there are many in St Barnabas. Uh, and it's great to look to those people and imitate them when we see them being more like Jesus than we are. Uh, what is it about those people that we can uh, try and imitate to be like that? Uh, and Paul himself uh, asks people to imitate him uh, in his walk with Jesus uh, so that they know how to be more and more like Jesus. So if you don't yet feel comfortable with who you are, with your identity, uh, likely a big part of that is that you're not yet finished in this journey. Uh, you've still got steps to take to be more and more like Jesus. But the, the great part of this is that God wants us to be like that. And he is going to help us to be more and more like Jesus every day. And then the last point. Uh, so we've looked at God works for our good. Uh, and we've looked at we aren't yet what we need to be. Uh, the last point from this passage is that we have great assurance of God's love. So uh, Paul says in this passage that no one can condemn us, which means we don't need to worry about what other people think of us uh, because we have this assurance that God loves us. It also says that Jesus intercedes for us, which means that he is actively working um, to to bring us back to God. When things go astray, when we lose our, our route, uh, when our path takes us further away from God, Jesus is actively praying for us daily, which is amazing. He's interceding for us to make us uh, more like him and to bring us back to God. And then lastly, the passage finishes with a whole list of different things, uh, everything you can imagine, which can never separate us from God's love. So there is no doubt uh, that once we're in God's love, that nothing can separate us from that love. So three things uh, that we can draw from this passage about our, our identity. First of all, God works for our good. Secondly, we aren't yet what we need to be. And thirdly, we have great assurance of God's love. And so those three things, I hope, will help us to understand better uh, who we are in God and what we will someday be. Now, how do I actually apply this uh, to my life day to day? We might be thinking of all kinds of questions. How do I look? What do I know? What am I good at? Uh, can I run faster than somebody else? Am I cleverer than somebody else? 
the trouble is with these questions that we ask ourselves in order to find our identity is that firstly they're all I focused uh, they're all about me and what I am now they start from me uh, and secondly they're all comparative uh, we get into the habit of comparing ourselves to other people uh, am I better than that person that person's better than me which means I'm not good enough um, so the trouble with starting from these points is that uh, we will always find somebody else who is better than us. Uh, and if we're starting from the, the point of view of, of me, um, then we're really starting in the wrong place. The best place to start is with God, not with us. If we can remember uh, that actually our identity is in God and we start from what God wants us to be, um, then uh, we will uh, understand our identity so much better. Because in many ways, God already sees us as the perfect people he wants us someday to be. He already sees us with the identity of Jesus. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, it says, You are all sons of God, children of God, through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you were baptised into Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. So the best way to understand our identity is to already live in the understanding that we are like Jesus. Literally, we can wake up every morning and just as we put on our clothes, we can clothe ourselves with Christ. That allows us to live as if we are already at the end point even though we know that there is still so many steps we have to take in order to be conformed fully to the likeness of Jesus. So we assume the identity of Jesus, of the King, already, and we can live day to day like that. Okay, so at the end of our service today, there'll be some discussion questions uh, based on what I've just said. Uh, for you to consider and discuss in your households and communities. I'd really love you to engage more with this. Ask yourself that question, who are you? And ask others that question, who are you? It's great to have uh, an answer to that in case anybody ever asks you that question. And I really do encourage you to think more that our identity comes from Jesus rather than from ourselves. Uh, secondly, whether you're new to St Barnabas or you've been part of our community for years, there'll be a Zoom call after this service, uh, which will run for anybody to, to find out more about St Barnabas and meet other people uh, in a more relaxed setting. And lastly, in a moment, we're going to worship together. Before we do that, let's pause for a minute to reflect on what God's saying to us through his word. <laughs> 